Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Recover Everything podcast, where we have honest discussions about everything in recovery and mental health. I'm your host, Chris West. Subscribe and listen on all the major streaming platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Give us a rating on that iTunes, Apple podcast thing. We uh, need them. Follow us on social media at Recover Everything. Go to our website, recovereverything.com to tell us a story, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. On this week's episode, we have Amy Schlauter. She is one of the founders of the Second Chance 5K Run, which is an event dedicated to family members that have passed away from addiction. It's also an event to bring people together to create awareness about addiction, recovery, and healing. It's a really cool event that does a lot of good. Uh, The Second Chance 5K run is March 30th, 2019. Everybody should go. Everybody should run, walk, uh, participate, donate, and just go have a good time. So if you're in Las Vegas, check it out. My co-host today is Chelsea Money. I hope you enjoy. I'm your host, Chris West. Co-host today is Chelsea Money. Hello, everyone. And we have Amy Schlaughter from Second Chance 5K. Yep. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. How are you doing, Amy? I'm doing great. Thank you. Second Chance 5K is a 5K. Mm-hmm. Uh, run and walk, yes? Yes. Either or? Either or, push a stroller, whatever you want to do. How, how did it get started? Yeah. Um, so we got started in 2017. Um, Holly uh, Weaver, one of our original founding uh, members, her sister had died a year earlier in 2016 from an accidental heroin overdose. And she was really struggling. She knew that our family had experienced something similar. And so she reached out to us wanting to create an event that would honor her sister and also tell her sister's story and tell our sister's story about um, how how addiction impacted their life and eventually uh, led to their deaths. So that's how it got started. Holly reached out to my sister, Jenny, and um, we started, essentially, we just all got really excited about the idea. So it was in, I think, might have been in January 2017. And in just a couple months, we pulled together this 5K. We reached out to different friends, family, local organizations, Initially, we thought it was going to be a very small event, um, just a, a handful of people, maybe some cupcakes on the table, ended up being a much larger event um, and really wonderful. We had no intention of making it an annual thing, but because of just how things happened organically, that's what it's become. We're super excited about it, um, but it really, it started right around our kitchen table, just talking about a way to this tell kitchen a, table? Actually, the other one. The other one? <laughs> yeah. But um, just wanted to to tell their story, and and it got started in 2017. It's grown a little bigger every year, and we're really excited about the one coming up this year. How many people 
we're at the first one. We want to estimate around 400. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's <laughs> a lot of people walking around. It was pretty impressive. And then the next year we had about 600 register. It was a really cold day. So we didn't have that many people come. It was, it was still probably about 400. Um, and we've already got three over 300 signed up at this point. And, and so. And you guys do this year on March 30th? 30th. 30th. Yep. It's a Saturday. Hmm. So, yeah. What kind of people do you see at um, yeah. attending and participating. So it's been really interesting seeing that evolve over the last few years because the first year it was family and friends and they were supporting us and supporting our loss. And it felt um, a little bit more as like a memorial for our family, which we knew by the second year we wanted to change that. We wanted to reach out. And so we went out and we had, we invited some, some different places. LVRC was actually one that we went out and invited and we got involved with West Care. We invited a lot of the girls from their women's and children's facility. And so we had a much more diverse group last year and people who had been affected by addiction themselves, their family members, um, people we'd never met. Essentially, the first year was mostly people we knew and family and friends and people who knew others. But last year, we had people coming from out of town. Just basically, it was a really great group. Um, this year, even more so. And we're really focusing on um, just having a a wider net and including more people. Was it always a 5k that you wanted to do? Yeah, it was because we, we wanted to keep it. Um, we didn't want to make it an intimidating thing that anyone, no matter their circumstance, whether they could run or walk or crawl or, you know, anything could be a part of it. So it was just something that we wanted to be very inclusive. So for the people who are listening that don't know what a 5k is, how like long me. is that? I was about to ask that question. <laughs> You know, I have it written down, but I want to say it's like two and a half miles. Okay. Yeah. And they do it in a circle, right? It so is. You, so you end up at the same spot you start. Exactly. Yep. We started in elementary school in Summerlin and we walk around. It's beautiful. And that's one of the reasons we wanted it there. It was just because it's, it's green. It's pretty. It's like, it's just really hopeful and a happy place to be. Um, so that's where it gets started. There's, there's also a lot of people that just hang around the booth and the food truck and meet and interact with tables and vendors. So you definitely don't have to walk if you don't want to. We have bounce houses this year. <laughs> really? We do. I probably spend most of my time. I was going to say, right. get well, an adult's cup. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't, I've never done a, Have you ever done a 5k or any type of run like this? I did something, uh, during Christmas time where it was like the, these lights, this light thing at the speedway, but we walked it. Um, but running is really intimidating to me and I don't like not breathing. So <laughs> I completely understand. I've had, I've had a baby. I mean, he was a newborn during our first one. So I pushed a stroller the whole time. And Show off. <laughs> no, I know. Right. But it was, um, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to do something that's hard and stick with it. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Um, why did you pick a 5k in, in like an exercise as, as opposed to, um, uh, some type of chair, like a different type of charity foundation? Yeah. Why, why 5k? You know, it's interesting. I think it was something and I can't exactly remember, but I think it was the idea of doing hard things and be in the camaraderie involved in walking with other people and, um, doing something that maybe. Is out of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. similar to recovery, right? Doing something that you might not be comfortable with, that you might not be used to, maybe going somewhere new, meeting new people. So I, I think that, that was, yeah, that was the initial, initial idea. Hmm. So what would you, I mean, 
kind of random question. What would you recommend or suggest to people who are new to running? Mm -hmm. Maybe they're in recovery and they want to get into fitness or something. Yeah. I think we've made it so really everybody is welcome. And that's the whole goal in that we don't time it. There's no, I mean, and honestly, there is a shortcut that if you want to, you can go like a mile and you don't have to do the whole thing. Just wear comfortable shoes, come have fun. It's really, there's no pressure involved whatsoever. We don't do like race bibs or anything like that. There's no winner. I mean, we are, we do give awards to winners, but there are some people that go and and use it as an opportunity to like beat their own time. But that's, Mm -hmm. that's definitely not the majority. At one point in time, I could run a mile in 6.5. Yeah. That's never been me. (laughs) Minutes. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That was seventh grade, Chris. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like six and a half mile, like six and a half minutes for a mile. So your lungs get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. It burns. It still burns? Even <laughs> if you're like acclimated to, to running, I, it still burns? I don't know. Ask Will Smith. He seems to run every day for like 10 miles. <laughs> What's he running from? Ooh, good question. Jaden? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so how did, uh, you have sponsors now. Mm-hmm. Did that start the first year or the second year? It did start the first year and it was mostly um, people that we knew, business owners that were friends. And we've just been, we've been so lucky with people in the community who've reached out and wanted to be a part of it. Um, Each year, again, it's just gotten a little bit more broad. It's people um, that we didn't know who found out about us, uh, word of mouth or events like Black Monday or things like that. And so, um, yeah, I would say that it mostly started, you know, just as friends of family, but it's, it's really become pretty, pretty special with lots of different sponsors. Do you mind if we get into like your more personal story? Yeah, I don't mind at all. Uh, So you, you lost two family members, yes? Mm-hmm. Yep. Both sisters. sisters. Yeah. How many How many siblings did you have originally? Yeah. So there's five girls originally. Uh, we're all native Las Vegans. My parents are both born here. So grandparents on both sides been here, oh, I don't know, I think since like the 40s, eh, probably before that. So mm-hmm. yeah, we've been here a long time. We're so proud to be from Nevada where we love it here. Um, so my parents had five girls. Amber was the oldest and... Um, then Jenny was next, Leah, my name's Amy, and my younger sister's Allie. So five girls, my poor dad <laughs> grew up yeah. with all these girls in the house. Um, but uh, the first, my first sister who died, her name's Leah. So she was my next oldest sister. And she died in 2011. And she had struggled um, with her addiction, mostly to, to pain pills uh, for, for many years. I think for her... Um, a lot of her struggle came from wanting not only to numb like some physical pain, but mostly numb the emotional pain. She dealt with some difficult things and she had a, she had a hard time dealing with it. And so she, that's, that was the hardest thing for her. There were other drugs that definitely came in and out of the picture uh, for both her and Amber. It was, it seemed like it was this uh, back and forth between crystal meth and, and lower tab somas. Um, yeah, it was in 2011 she was in jail for, I believe, some drug-related charges for a short stint, just a few months. So when she got out, um, I believe it was four days later, kind of went back to that same dosage that she was used to before, and uh, and she died. And so it was too much. Yeah, it was too much for her body at that point, and um, it was incredibly devastating. It was beyond, you know, it was something. 
obviously no one can prepare for or um, expect. And you guys are sitting in my house right now. This is not, this isn't something that you can't look at a family and say, this is a family where you have two daughters that Mm -hmm. are addicts. You know, it's something that uh, it affects everyone. And, you know, you can't, it's just interesting because we, we grew up, I mean, every factor that you would think would maybe deter. Yeah. I mean, they had a loving family. They had two parents. They had all these things. It's just, it was something that they struggled with and it helped us to realize that really it's not, addiction isn't a moral problem, you know, it was a health problem and, and they, they struggled with it and we wish we could have known more then than we do now. I mean, wish we would have known what we know now. Um, but so that, that happened in 2011. And again, I mean, it was just a really, really dark time for my family. She left behind, uh, two children who obviously that was, that was really difficult. Her ex-husband is incredible and he's an amazing father. And so we're so fortunate, um, in that regard and for her, her two kids, but when there's children involved, it's even more devastating. Um, and then, so as we're kind of, we're recovering through that and, and dealing with that, um, we had another loss in the family. So her, her son, he was 10 years old at the time. He actually, he died of cancer, which was super tragic. I know super tragic. So as a family, we're just as, as difficult as things are, we're getting closer and closer as a family. And, and as hard as it is with, with the tragedies at this point, after his name was Caleb, he was like the light of our family's life. But, um, Amber was really going downhill pretty fast. And we knew that initially Amber was the oldest one and she, she got Leah started on, on kind of her, her journey. And so she felt an enormous amount of guilt when she died. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it was her younger sister and, Mm -hmm. and she died first. And so I, it's hard to explain, but essentially every phone call we got, we were expecting it to be Amber next. And it was the way that she was living. She couldn't continue living much longer. You know, her, her body couldn't take it much longer. And Amber's story was a little different. She had got involved um, with different types of drugs from very early on from high school. And she was just so involved in the different people and different avenues in Las Vegas that it, anywhere she went, it was just so difficult with, with the people that she knew and the circumstances she was. So anyways, and it was 2011. The interesting thing is a very similar thing that happened she also went to jail, drug-related charges. I think it was four days after, exact same thing happened. So it was just, let me talk about deja vu. It was really, really difficult. Um, there, we posted a picture recently on our Instagram. The graves are, are next to each other in the cemetery. Um, and we knew that these girls were about more than their addiction, you know, that even though that this is the way that they die, that's not who they were. That's not every aspect of their being. And we wanted to share their story. They're wonderful. Both of them are mothers and love their kids and really had the biggest hearts and love for life. Um, they just, they, they couldn't handle it and their bodies couldn't handle it anymore. I believe you when you say they were, they were more than mm-hmm. their addiction. Yeah. I would like, and this may be a little too personal. No. Can you, can you tell me a specific memory yeah. that you have of them that isn't related to addiction uh, mm-hmm. or pills? Yeah. Um, you know, one, and I have, I have lots of memories of them, but Amber, the oldest one, she, my entire life, the only memories I really have of her are struggling with addiction. Leah's not so much that way, but with the age gap with Amber, um, most of my memories are that way. One previous time that she was in jail, um, 
she got out and was sober for the longest period of time that I had ever seen her experience that. And so in my adult life, this is the only time I really got to know my sister when she wasn't high or not, you know, yeah, when she wasn't high or drunk or anything like that. So I was actually teaching high school psychology up in Utah and I had her come up because, and I don't know why she agreed to do this and she was super excited and happy to, um, she wanted to come up and be the guest speaker in my AP psychology class and talk about drugs. And she was super candid and super honest. And the way that she talked to these kids, it was really incredible. And, and, you know, talking about how she wished she would have done things differently and how she couldn't be the mom to her son that she wanted to be. Um, so that was really special. It's something that I'll always uh, hold close to my heart and we have it on video. So that's, it's really special for me too. Yeah. Um, and it was, the format of it was all Q&A. So I had all these 17, 18 year old kids asking anonymous questions. I had them write them on a piece of paper and she answered every single one. And it was, it was really special. Um, I mean, in addition to that, we went out, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Latin dancing. And so we went out Mm. salsa dancing and she totally like stole the show. She'd never like (laughs) danced before. (laughs) She completely stole the show that night. So yeah, I mean, one thing was really you know, emotional and super sentimental. And then we had like the best time ever dancing at night. So, so that's, beautiful. that's one memory with Amber. And so you know what, I'm going to go ahead and take the opportunity to talk about <laughs> Leah too, because she's so wonderful. But, um, you know, I talked about this at her funeral. She was a hairdresser and a really, really fabulous hairdresser. And, um, I have a lot of memories of Leah not impacted by drugs at all. That was, it was really near, more near the end of her life, but she, wanted to surprise her husband for Valentine's day and make something really sweet. And so we had all these index cards and I was in her chair. She was dying my hair and I was super artsy. So I was the one writing all the reasons why she loved him on these like index cards. It's just super sweet and things she did all the time like that. So yeah. That's nice. Love them. Yep. <laughs> Holly is the, mm-hmm. the, so you, how did you guys specifically meet? Yeah. Her and my older sister, Jenny. So Again, Jenny's right in between Leah and Amber. So it was Jenny. Amber, Jenny, Leah, okay. me, and then my little sister, Allie. Um, Holly and Jenny were friends before. And I think Holly, when her sister, Christy, was struggling, she had already reached out to Jenny and already knew what Jenny had been through. So she was able to make that connection and camaraderie and that shared experience. Um, and Holly's originally from Utah, and, and that's where Christy's from, and that's where Christy died. But Holly lives here now with her family. And so we actually, at the 5K each year, Christy's family and friends come in from Utah. So it's it's really cool. Even though it's a Las Vegas-based organization, we do have roots in other places because, again, Christy was another beautiful young girl who had had more to live for, had a, you know, has a story. And we we just wanted to to tell her stories. How do you feel being close to somebody who has also had a similar um, situation. It's amazing how it draws you together. You know, I, we, we didn't know each other at all. And she's a yoga instructor and I go to her yoga class because when people go through really hard things, whatever it is, there's just something about them. I don't know. It's like a connection, right? So also makes a really good yoga teacher, but she, um, you know, I just thought about it when I was leaving yoga, I was like, Hey, bye Holly. Love you. And I was like, man, how did this happen after two years? Like I'm saying, I love you to somebody who I didn't know previously. It's cause you share a similar experience, you know? And, um, we felt what's so interesting is we know, as we are working through this, we're not experts on addiction. You know, we don't, 
we're not doctors, we're not Neither counselors. We. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's and and we don't have the perspective of struggling with addiction ourselves. You know, none of us have ever have ever been through it, but we are on the side of being kind of being the loved ones they left behind. And so having that connection and also like, I just feel like all the people that addiction touches in the city and beyond, like there's just a kind of a connection. We don't even have to talk about it. It's just something like, okay, Mm -hmm. we get it. We love you. You got this. Whether you're a family, you know, a mom with a kid who's struggling or, you know, someone who's struggling themselves. So, yeah. After you had lost your sisters, what were some of the tools and helpful things that your family bonded over or received you know, mm-hmm. in terms of support. Yeah. What did you guys do? Like, yeah. Other than start this 5k. Yeah. And it, I mean, it took us a few years and if it wasn't for Holly, we probably would have never done anything like this. Um, we were definitely the type that didn't talk about it. You know, it wasn't something in their obituary that we included that they died of drug overdose. I remember that, you know, people would ask on Facebook, like, what happened? And we're all like, huh, should we talk about it? Should we not? Of course, now we we can't stop talking about it. And we're, we wish then we would have. Um, Holly was different. Christy's obituary, it, it talked about drugs. It talked about heroin. And uh, we're lear- we learned from that. And so just back to your question of what we did to kind of bond and heal. I think, honestly, we just appreciated our time together. There was something a lot of the things fell by the wayside that didn't matter anymore. You know, a lot of the, maybe the little miscommunications or uh, we didn't fight. We've always been close, but it just kind of stripped away the things that didn't matter. And it's like, man, we've already lost two of our sisters. Like here's like the root of our family. What's going to really draw us together and keep us close. And so we're all really different. We have different, you know, spouses and family and kids, but my mom has an amazing tradition where we come to dinner every single Sunday, like, and that's been for pretty much, I would say, how many people show? Died. How many oh. people show up at this dinner? I would say twenty average, and you guys are both welcome next time. <laughs> what kind of food? I, amazing. My mom's an amazing cook, but <laughs> I think we should come. Yeah. I'm down. No, the invite is always open. So, so um, little traditions like that, I think, really help. Um, yeah, really get you through kind of the fog of those initial grieving months. Do you get a lot of people telling their story to you mm-hmm. during the five k? A lot. A lot? Yeah. It's um, it's incredible how this has affected so many different people in so many ways. Um, and we've become really close. We pick kind of different partners to work with, and we've become really close with Westcare. And hearing those girls' stories, it's incredible. And it gives us, it gives us the motivation and inspiration to keep doing what we're doing. You know, we're all, all five, five of us are mothers, and so that place was specifically – Uh, powerful for us because we see all these moms with their kids trying to be better, trying to be better moms. Can you explain what West Care is, uh, Chelsea, for people that don't know? Sure. West Care is a um, drug and alcohol treatment center. Um, They have several different branches, so people can detox, they can um, do inpatient services. I believe they have outpatient. They have several different modalities in the treatment process. Um, they have like a women specific area, right? One of their programs is women and children. And so women who are mothers who need to get treatment and support, you know, they're able to do so. Mm-hmm. And their kids get to stay with them, which is really cool. And they take mm-hmm. um, most insurances, which is very helpful. This might be an odd question. 
uh, I don't necessarily know what the goal is for the 5K. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. So it's twofold. So our whole organization, we're in the process of filing for our 501c3. Initially, this wasn't the plan, but organically it just kind of happened. And so we almost got our nonprofit status, but it's really twofold. One fold is, is just one part of it is the event itself and bringing people together. Um, we've had so many people in recovery say, wow, like you're doing this for me. Like somebody cares about me enough to talk about this and what I've been through. And that's reason enough in itself to show that there's a community of people who are supporting you, who are cheering you on, whether you're a family member, whether, you know, you're in active recovery, whatever it is. So it's, it's twofold in this event. It's super hopeful. It's everyone's welcome. Kids are welcome. You know, we've had people in the past that have reached out to family members who they haven't seen and they've broken that relationship. And this is something that's bonded them back together. Um, and then the second part is, is raising money. And so our first year in 2017 with just a couple months, we raised $15,000. Um, wow. yeah, it was, it was incredible. Um, and, a big chunk of that money was used to sponsor a woman who then went through treatment at the women's and children facility at Westcare. Um, and then our second year in 2018, we made about 20,000 and that we renovated an entire wing at Westcare. So, and that was a wow. transit. Yeah. is a transitional housing unit. So new carpet, new paint, new shower tile, new everything. And so before they weren't housing any women and children there, there's actually a paper in the R or an article in the RJ about it yesterday, which is awesome. Oh my god! Yeah, um, it came out no. yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. I'll, I'll put the link on with the episode. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and you'll see pictures of women that we know and their babies, and we we don't use those pictures on our, um, you know, on our media. But it was it's awesome seeing it in the RJ. So yeah, we dedicated a whole hallway. There's 16 women that live in there now. It's a it was a massive. Um, before and after change, which was really cool to see a tangible um, product with the money. Um, and then this year, we're already at 25,000. So the goal is, yeah, the goal is at 30. So little by little, we're just growing each year and hoping. What do you plan on doing yeah. with the money this year? Ooh, great question. <laughs> you know, we spent a ton of time researching and talking to different organizations. It is our goal with you know, with it being the twofold, the event is being half of our effort and energy. And then the other half is money and all of the money we donate. I mean, none of our founders take any money. A hundred percent of it goes back into organizations. We do keep it all in Las Vegas. And really we've had to come up with this as we go because we didn't realize it was going to keep growing. But, you know, we will see how much because we'll obviously have to keep some um, some money back for the event next year. We are hoping to go to a a bigger venue so we can accommodate more people. We've kind of outgrown the space that we're at. Meaning um, there's just too many people to be walking around the streets. Too many people, <laughs> not enough parking. Quality problem. Yeah, which is wonderful. So that's going to be the next venture. And hopefully if anyone listening has any great ideas, um, we just want to be able to reach more people. And we know that there's a lot of people in Las Vegas who are affected by this. So, so true. It obviously costs money to throw them. Like mm -hmm. what are, what are some of the, uh, Things you have to, that I, I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's like water. Yeah. <laughs> tents. Yeah. And, and really just making sure that it's, it's organized and that it's safe. Um, Permits, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Different stuff like that. Um, we, we have hired someone on this year to just help us run it, which we haven't done before, which has been really stressful. We, it's really been like a grassroots thing. So we do have a little bit more help this year, which we've had to hire out, but 
it just allows us honestly to spend our mi- our time going out getting sponsors and raising money. What's it like day the day of the run? Yeah. So um, registration opens about an hour before the race. We get started at 8.30. Um, we'll have a guest speaker, which I don't know that one yet for sure. I have an idea, but we will definitely um, who, present that. Who have been the past speakers? In the past, it's just been um, kind of family and friends who have been affected. But this year, we're hoping to get someone who's a little bit more connected in the recovery community not allowed in to Las say? Vegas. We're not allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be someone that... Is it Joe? Joe no, who? that would be awesome. Ingle. Joe mom. Can we call him? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> I'll call him right now. You know what? That might be a good idea. We have somebody else possibly lined up. If so it doesn't work out, let me know. I'll call out. Joe. Or maybe next year. Because yeah, Joe's next done year. some amazing things, that's for sure. Or We're hoping to get some of the kids from their country. Chelsea's a, per, a nice speaker as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you do, you set up, yep. do the speaking. Do the speaking. And then we just have some different like waves of runners that go out. So if you choose to run, we have those guys go first. So they get a, you know, first chance at it. And then we've got, um, you know, then you can jog or walk after that and, and take your sweet time. What's your best time? I don't time it. Come on now. Why not? <laughs> not a competition. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But others time themselves. They might. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. know what the fastest time has been? I don't know. You said it's like two and a half miles or something? Yeah. Probably what? 15? 15? Yeah. Chris like can that. do it in seven. Not yeah. even. <laughs> this With this body now, it'd be like... Hey, you got a you got a few weeks. <laughs> It'd be like a forty five minutes. Let's go Rocky on them. Yeah. Um, how'd you guys come up with the logo? Yeah, we had a friend. We love it because it's just two twos um, mm. back to back. You see it? I now? have a I have a thing with twos. Do you? What's uh, your thing? We talked about this last episode. Yes. Uh, I don't know what it is. Okay. But for some reason, multiples of two are like my thing. You understand this is the perfect logo then, right? Right. Yes. Okay. It is. It's a heart. It's a heart. And it's two twos. I mean, come on now. She actually sent me a thing. It means like balance, right? Like you're in the right place at the right time kind of thing. And the like, number two? No, no, no. Multiples of two. Yeah. So when you see wow. multiples of two, it's like an affirmation that like you're on the right track. I mean, that's perfect. Speaking we didn't even of know that. running. Or yeah. like actual, oh, like a journey. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, Pun. I love it. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> journey of life. Um, what does second chance mean to your organization? Yeah. So we were just, you know, sitting around the table talking about it, trying to come up with an idea. And when it got down to it, we believe that everyone deserves a second chance. And so that's where it came came from. And then as we keep talking about it, we realize we also, this is our second chance at looking at addiction differently, Mm. you know? So it's twofold and means a lot to us for sure. Two. Twofold. Twofold. (laughs) Two twos. Second Second chance. chance. I mean, it's perfect. How do you want, how, how do you see this progressing in the future? What would you like this to turn into? So we're going to continue just letting it grow organically, not trying to let it you know, not trying to have it grow too fast or force it or force it. Yeah. It's, it's never been about that. It's about the people that come. It's about this community. We have had people in the past reach out about wanting to branch it out to other cities. Um, and if that happens later on, great for us, we're really focused and dialed in on Las Vegas and 
we'd rather it be quality than quantity. And, um, you know, we've got some really amazing organizations here in town doing some great things. And so basically we just want to help them do their thing. You know, they're, they're the specialists there, you know, in the trenches figuring this out. So we're going to plan a really fun 5k raise money and give it back to them. So that's the goal. That sounds amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, why do you think people are so receptive to 5k's or, or these types of events in general? I think because, well, I think people like to be outside, especially Las Vegas. It's beautiful where this particular 5k is. I've said this before, but it's just gorgeous. And so we did move it last, the first couple of years, it was early March, but it was pretty cold last year. So that's why we moved it to the end of March. And typically you never know, but in Vegas, it's a really pretty time of year. So I think people like to be outside. Um, it's also something that anybody can do. And so Again, with just that, that idea of making it inclusive, everybody's welcome. I think that's another thing that people might really like about it. And it's also something where, you know, if you don't have anything to talk about to the person walking next to you, you can just walk mm-hmm. and you can think and you can meditate, you can pray, you can do whatever you want to do. But it's kind of, I think exercising is something where it's just a safe place for you to just be. And sometimes I think that's all we need just to be. <laughs> do you have merch? We do. Yeah, we have like, some t-shirts and I um, get one of these t-shirts. I do too. I should have brought one, but I'll definitely get them for you guys. So we do have t-shirts for sales. We we have hydro flask stickers what? actually. Yeah. Car I decals. Rock that. Yeah, you'll see little kids going around with uh little second chance tattoos Aww. and balloons. So it's it's pretty fun. We've got some local high school cheerleaders that are gonna be lining the finish line. We're just trying to make it everyone included and make it so it's not a taboo topic to talk about. Even if at this point in your life, you've never experienced anything to do with addiction. We want you there. We want you to be a part of the conversation and and be there. So you said you're in the process of making it nonprofit status. Yeah, we, yeah, we are just about to file. So I think we've got everything covered. So it's kind of a long process, but hopefully by, by next year, it'll be our own. We've, we still operate under, an amazing organization called Lighthouse Charities. So we've been able to operate under their wing and our own entity. So any any sponsorships for the past two years have still been tax deductible. We operate under them, but we'll be our own separate <laughs> nonprofit, hopefully by next year. That's so exciting. How did you get involved with, what was the foundation? Yeah, it's called Lighthouse Charities. They just, they do a lot of, a lot of good for Las Vegas. I know um, their reach is pretty broad. They're largely focused on, I think refugees. And so they, they've done and a lot. They really do a lot. The, the people there are amazing, but some members who are on our board, um, are also on the board there. And so they recommended them. They said they would be open to helping and, and we've been so super fortunate to partner with them. So is most of those 20 people that show up for dinner all run (laughs) (laughs) or Um, walk? Well, you know, my, my nephew, whose mom, uh, his mom, Amber is his mom. He was very fast last year. So he, you know, he, he's the runner. He might be the only runner in the family. (laughs) Um, but we'll walk and, you know, my mom likes to hang around and make sure people, the the family participates. Oh yeah. Well, I'll be there. Yeah. The whole, the whole family will be there. You'll see lots of slaughter family babies and little (laughs) baby onesies and little toddler shirts repping our logo. So it's a family ordeal for sure. So cute. It's not really that good to live in the what ifs, Mm -hmm. but I'd be curious to think of what you think your sisters might think of your 5k. Mm, It's a great question. 
I think that they would be thrilled. And we think about that often, um, especially recently with our partnership with Westcare, how we wish they would have had that opportunity. Um, I think that they're proud of us for a few reasons. One, that we're talking about it, that we're not just ignoring what happened. We're not ignoring their story. We're, we're acknowledging it and accepting it as part of their life, but not all of their life. And um, I think that they're happy that out of something so tragic has come something so wonderful and community building. And we talked about this at our 5K last year, how the opposite of addiction is connection. And we believe that. We believe that connecting with other people, no matter how different they may look from us, no matter different beliefs, backgrounds, whatever, that that's, that's how we heal. And we're still healing. And we know that kind of all of us are still healing in different ways. Um, but reaching out, connecting people is what's going to help us through. I never heard that term before, but it's nice. Yeah. Connection is the opposite of addiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look up the source, but yeah. It was you, may, a you may need talk. to put that on some merch. Right. right. <laughs> it's a great idea. Why do you feel it's important to share your story with others? I think one of the reasons is realizing that so many people are dealing with this and making it okay to talk about, making it okay to ask for help. I think it's, we're also, we want to prevent this. You know, we've got kids in the family and we've got friends and family that we know could just as easily go down this road. You know, and I think it's a little bit about not having it happen to other families and also connecting with other families and individuals who are going through it. So just just really at the end of the day, realizing that this impacts almost everybody. You know, I was reading a statistic the other day that in 2017, opiate overdoses alone was more than 70,000. I mean, that's more than they had referenced it as more than had died in the Vietnam War. You know, it's just like. It is so many people. And so if we're all these people walking around with this this kind of load we carry, why not help each other? You know, why not take off the load off of, of each other? I will say this, that there are there are quite a few foundations that I've talked to and um, a lot of their goal is awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Advocacy. But it's it. it a lot of it seems to have real dark undertones, even mm-hmm. though it's an awareness. Like, like you said, it's, it's information and these statistics that are not that pleasant. Right. <laughs> and I will say this about the 5K, there seems to be a light and like a, a breeziness mm-hmm. to it that I find extremely comforting yeah. and inviting. I don't know about you, Chelsea, mm. but for me, it's it's nice to see a group that are doing something active mm-hmm. as opposed to here's our information. Let's prevent this terrible stuff. That yeah. Happens. I, you know, I really appreciate you said that because that is a huge goal for us and that's exactly what we wanted it to be. You know, we went back and forth about our, our race day shirt is red. We're like, what color should we make it? And we're like, well, black would be cool. And we're like, man, it's too heavy. Mm-hmm. It's too heavy. It feels too dark. Like we've been through dark. We mm-hmm. understand grief. We know what it's like. We know the statistics. We know all of the heaviness and hard things that are, you know, that are associated with this. Why don't we re- remind people why they're living? Why don't we remind people why they're choosing recovery every day or, you know, things like that and, and really build these connections. And, um, I, I appreciate you said that cause that is something that we are really focused on and making it, obviously it's a dark, heavy topic. Um, but there is also light in it. There's also people who care about you. There's, there's people who get it and are still 
waking up every day and, and having beautiful lives. So yeah, trying to be positive is, is definitely a goal of ours. And with your logo as a heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's love. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Any lasting comments, anything you'd like to leave the audience with? I just really want to thank you for having us on today. Um, I'm not the audience. I know, <laughs> but I do want to thank you because you're spreading our message to the audience. Um, and we're, we are, we're about hope that there is, there's so much to look forward to. You know, there's so many good things and good people um, who care. And even though we're just like a small little family who's been pretty largely impacted, we care. You know, where we're essentially wanting to do for other people what we didn't do or couldn't do for our sisters. And that's rewarding for us. And we just, we want people there. We want to give lots of hugs and <laughs> and say, you got this. We bought pom-pom. So we're, when we say we're cheering you on, we like really mean it. <laughs> do you guys have like the people that stand on the side with cups of water? We do. I'm we, telling you. I want to do it now. Okay. I just want to run by. And grab. And grab a cup of water. You can walk the rest of the time, but when you walk by the water station, yes. you better run. <laughs> Sprint as fast as I can. Exactly. I'll Barry Allen, flash it. <laughs> I really appreciate you doing this as well. Um, and thank you. Thank you. Uh, you. Our community is so lucky to have you. Thank you so much. Supporting addiction and recovery. Do you want to plug the website? Where can people find you? Where yeah. can people donate, register, all that? Yep. So you can do all that on our website, which is www.secondchance5k.org. You can also follow us on Instagram, Second Chance 5K, or Facebook. So you can donate. You can register. It's all super easy. Um, email us. If for some reason you want to come and you don't have the funds, we want you there. This is not just about money. This is about having people there. So that contact button, just email us. We just want everybody there who can be there. We'll be there. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, thank Chelsea. You. Thank you. You guys are wonderful. Can't wait to listen to all your episodes. Thanks. <laughs> Listen on all the major streaming platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Give us a rating on that iTunes, Apple podcast thing. We uh, need them. Follow us on social media at Recover Everything. Go to our website, recovereverything.com to tell us a story, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you.